Welcome to episode 151 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week we play John Wick Hex. Let's get right into it. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Katie Lesperance, and today I have two friends with me. The first one, you know him, you love him, the one, the only, Sir Jacob Accord. I'm a sir now, I've been knighted by Troy Baker himself. Hi, I'm here to talk about a video game, let's go. Very good. And the second friend, you also know him, you also love him, he's making his triumphant return for his 17th show. Oh my god. Yeah. So many. Travis Colnut. Hello, 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 hello. I have not been knighted. (laughs) Do you want to (laughs) be? No, I'm okay. (laughs) We can fix that today. Oh, oh, on the air, I get knighted right now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call Troy Baker right now. (laughs) Let's get it done. Okay, and today we are talking about the game John Wick Hex. It was developed by Biffle Games, uh, the studio who made Thomas Was Alone, Subsurface Circular. They really focused it on the short, condensed little indie game. It was published by Good Shepherd Entertainment, uh, put out on Mac OS, Windows, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Originally released October 8th, 2019. And first, we're going to start off with the fast pitch. It is a one-sentence description of the game that we're going to talk about. Who wants to start? I can try if you want. Yeah. Okay. So, think super hot, but make it strategy. Like action strategy. It's Okay. It's super hot. Okay, very good. Yeah. Jacob, how about you? Uh, what if Keanu Reeves' Kung Fu... Uh, made love to XCOM. <laughs> or or even better, what if Keanu Reeves was a character in XCOM? Ooh, I like that. Oh. I might put Keanu Reeves and all of his characters into my next XCOM team. <laughs> that might be my plan. Uh, fast pitch. I did not prepare this. Let's say... Doing a good job being a host. Oh, I... I, I never prepare it. Killing it. Yeah, this is the role. <laughs> Um, let's say a, um, stiff, janky, but oddly enjoyable, uh, romp through, uh, strategy game goodness. Love it. Love it. You prep everything else so that that comes out that well. So that the fast pitch ends up like that. Uh Okay. So next, we're going to go into the time capsule first. In this section of the show, we talk about the zeitgeist around the game's original release, what was coming out around it, what was going on at the time. To be honest, there wasn't a whole lot. It kind of got released in that little lull before the holiday season starts. Uh, Same day, you've got Ukulele and the Impossible Lair by Playtonic. Jacob is nodding. Big Mm -hmm. Ukulele fan over here. That's That's a video game. It's I'm not game. even sure what that is. It's like in the mold of Banjo Kazooie. It's like okay. what if Banjo Kazooie's mate was made by like a modern team? I think oh, it's actually okay. a lot of ex rare people that founded Play Playtonic. Um, gotcha. That's the story. Also, same day, Concrete Genie 
the second game by Pixelopus. Kind of a big deal for them. The rest of the week, not a lot. Ghost Recon Breakpoint didn't do very well. And like I said, we we're just waiting for holiday releases. Uh, Outer Worlds came out that year. Death Stranding came out that year. But at this time, we are sitting around and waiting. First, before we dive into the game, I want to know what is your experience with strategy games, first of all. Uh, we'll start. You know, I'll start. I like a good strategy game. I like, what, XCOM 2. We already talked about. Love XCOM 2. Love a good tactics game. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics back in the day. And I love a real-time strategy game. Love me some StarCraft, some Warcraft, you know, your, your uh, Age of Empires, all that good stuff. Oh, how about, right, good game. Jacob, how about you? Oh, uh, I think similar to you where, like, I love a game. Like, Intelligent Systems is one of my favorite developers. Like, I will play a Fire Emblem or an Advance Wars game every time, which made me very sad that Advance Wars 1 plus 2 still no release date. Maybe when you're listening to this, if it's a while after, that game will have come out, and it's very good. Um, so, yeah, Fire Emblem is probably, like, one of my favorite series. Uh, we played Into the Breach, Travis, me, and yeah. Mike, on a show recently. Uh, so I'm all about those tactic style games. Uh, XCOM, XCOM 2, fantastic. And then similar to you, like RTSs, I occasionally play. I was a big Age of Empires guy. Um, I could probably still remember the cheat codes to get a car in Age of Empires 1. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Little, you, can get like a, you can get like a convertible in Age of Empires 1 that just decimates everything in, in your way. It's a cheat code. I'll, I'll tell you about it later. Oh my god, I can't wait. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. uh-huh. Uh, Travis, I have a feeling I know where your answer is going to go, well, but tell us, do you have any experience with strategy games? I love them so much. I, <laughs> I think I already kind of went on a tangent on the, the Into the Breach episode about how much I love these types of games. Like, Into the Breach is top tier for me. This is a very different type of game compared to, the like, a, a typical, like, tactics-y kind of game, I find. Um, but I... Yeah, this is just in my wheelhouse of types of games that I want to play. And when you guys are like, hey, do you want to play this? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Never heard of it. Yeah. Okay. So you like strategy games. Yes. How about John Wick? Do you know anything about John Wick before coming into this game? I've seen the first movie, but I never got around to watching the other ones. I meant to. I knew, I, like, John Wick is just, like, so ingrained in just, like, culture. Like, pop culture like you just know what that is right um but like i yeah i've seen the first movie but i never ended up watching the other ones so i think i'm the same where like i i've seen the first two movies i know there's i think there's a third one um they're good movies but they're not a movie that i'm like oh it's not like me and taken where i'm like the original Taken <laughs> is one of the greatest action movies ever made. It's like a perfect 84 minutes or whatever it is. Like John Wick's good movie. Very sad when the dog dies, but um, it's <laughs> not really something. Spoilers. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's not the IP that I'd go to and let like make. Let's let's make a strategy game. But like Mike Bithell's super smart, so I get it. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, kind of the same. I, you know about John Wick. Like, I knew what it was. I knew it's a fast-paced action movie. I had never seen one, so I did my due diligence before playing this game. And I'm like, I have to watch one John Wick movie. Wow. Right. Watched the first one before I started playing. That's Very a enjoyable. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Just, like, popcorn happy. Uh, throw some crazy stuff at me, and let's see what happens. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. I will get around to watching the other two in some time in the near future. Is there a fourth yet. coming? I 
think, I think so. so. Yeah, There's they've announced a fourth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but currently they're creating there are three. an uh, uh, intellectual property universe. So I'm sure there's an anime coming. I'm sure like there's every single games. other company in this world. They're like, this is successful. It print money. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then in an unexpected turn, it got made into a thought out strategy game. Well, a, a strategy game that you have to think through your movements, which is kind of not what you would expect. You hear, oh, they're making a John Wick game. You kind of think first person shooter, which there's yeah. a billion first person shooters. Like what differentiates one, which is kind of the thing that made me go like, oh, that's interesting that Bithel Games took it and kind of put a different spin on like, how do we adapt this movie into a video game and not have and have it be something different and be a little bit original and stand out from what it could have been. Uh, it's funny you mention that because I don't know if y'all knew that there was a Payday 2 uh, like expansion or like little event where you could play as John Wick in Payday 2. Oh, interesting. I did not. Oh, that's yeah. funny. So he has had a, a weird first person shooter thing, um, but I guess this is like his first real game. But that's, that's the logical choice, right? Like yes. the logical choice is first person shooter. And this is an interesting twist on like those licensed type of games. You don't see this. This is not the type of game that you see for a licensed game in any way. Like you don't, you just don't see it. Yeah. It's, it feels risky in just the lane yes. that they took it in, even though it was, is, it's not an, a super high budget game. Like it's not like they broke the bank on this, but still like John Wick, the, the people who make John Wick handed it over to this developer to make a different kind of game and it's it, right. i like it. it's a creative choice i feel yes. like someone got drunk at e3 and just like <laughs> made this pitch like on a whim and then an executive at lionsgate was like that's a that's a really good pitch make yeah. the game just go go yeah. do it bithel will charm some folks for sure <laughs> <laughs> how did we all play jacob uh i played on ps4 it is on the playstation plus essentials tier of uh playstation so if you're interested in playing that's probably the i say freest the most accessible way to play it the freest <laughs> yeah, freest Trips. i tried playing it on steam deck also but it does not support steam deck at all so if you have a steam deck and you want to play this game try it on switch um, that yeah, might that play- might change by the time this comes out sorry travis no, no, I was I played it on Switch because um, oh. I opted to. Well, at the time, I've mentioned this like three times now, but like new dad, and it's easy to pick up the Switch and just like put it down as opposed to like setting up the TV or whatever. So the Switch was like the obvious choice for me. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about like how I think that worked in terms of the Switch. I have some comments about that later, but yeah, the Switch is what I did. So I, I'm curious to see if I you guys had same issues that I might have had. So. We actually played on three different platforms. Oh, I played on PC. Oh, wow. nice. Yeah. Because that's just kind of how I prefer to play strategy games, personally. And so, yeah, I played on PC. Worked pretty well. Travis, I bet you and I have the same complaints because oh, I, I feel like... Do you want to just rip into it? I'm fine yeah, with that, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like this game, to control it on a control stick was a little tough at times. And it was due to like the hexagonal design of the way the tiles went that sometimes it would take you one or two times to like use your control stick or your D-pad to get your John Wick to go where you needed him to go. Yeah, like I could see point and clicking being so much yep. simpler than this. 
it's not like there was touch i don't i i don't recall there being touch screen stuff but i don't think i even attempted to touch the screen to see if it would work but i don't know if i would like that either mm-hmm. um but yeah the control stick is a little difficult to maneuver um i just don't know if the switch was capable of like playing this game well enough like i had some crashes that like made me restart levels a few times which was quite annoying and then i think just the resolution on the handheld screen made it difficult for me to determine what was happening on the screen at times i when i look at like screenshots online i'm like that looks nice and like i can make out what's happening on this screen and i just feel like what i played felt very muddled and difficult to figure out who was what and like anything that wasn't within my line of sight just felt very grayed out and maybe i should have changed the brightness or contrast settings on my switch but um i i felt like i couldn't get all the information that i needed to have at times um and i didn't even try honestly playing it on like not on handheld and playing it on the screen instead um but i'd wonder if it if i were to attempt that if it'd be different it sounds like maybe and Katie, correct us if we're wrong here, but it sounds like PC might be the ideal way to play. Because I don't think I had the issues that you had with like graphical fidelity, but I did have some weird glitches with the game, and it was more just like John Wick, like kind of glitched out at certain points, or like enemies literally, like their limbs were just like going all over the, the place. Jank in this yeah, game. Yeah, there was some jank. I loved it though. I loved the yep. jank. Yeah. Like it's obviously not intentional. But the jank was really fun. This is like PS2 jank. Yeah. Like there's yeah. some real good jank in this game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was the PC version like this as well? I didn't have any. I had no crashes. I didn't have any issues with how it ran. Um, yeah. I felt like I could move around the screen and see, you know, what I needed to see. Um, you kind of control your camera with like the WASD keys and mm. The overall PC experience, I had no issues with whatsoever. So yeah, no, I could see it definitely being tricky with a controller. So we've kind of hinted at what this game is. Mm -hmm. Can one of you kind of flesh out what is John Wick Hex? The general vibe here. I can try to parse it together. It's it's a grid. It's like hexagonal grid and you're looking from the top down. And it is turn-based in that you make a mo. You you kind of it's interesting because you don't really take turns with the enemy. The enemy moves at the same time as you, and they move along a timeline. And you get to see how long every action you have takes versus what an enemy takes. And you can interrupt their mo- their actions. You can you know uh, cut them off. But essentially, you're playing with the timeline at the top of the screen to make sure that your actions stop whatever the enemy is doing. So it's not at a traditional like tactics game where you would have your turn, pause, and then they take their turn. But it is kind of like when I said with the fast pitch, it's like super hot in that when you're moving, the enemies are moving. And then once you've completed oh. an action, right? Once you've completed an action, the everything stops moving again. And you get your chance to assess the new area that you're at. So if you're walking from one location to another, enemies are moving, they're shooting at you, and you can see their mo- their their actions play out along the timeline at the top of the screen. Um, and essentially, it's your job to get through the map or complete the objective. Um, but like, let's say, you know, 
shooting might take 0.4 of a second, but the enemy might uh, be shooting at you and they're only going to take 0.2 of a second before they hit you. You need to make sure you're either dodging or um, this game plays a lot with line of sight uh, where there's like a fog of war going on. And if you hide behind a box, your vision is limited to whatever you see in front of you. Um, and you can do a lot of ducking down, getting back up, ducking down, getting back up to like prevent people from shooting you. And it can kind of like play with the timeline a little bit so that you're, uh, you know, preventing people from being able to complete their actions. Uh, but like something like, you know, reloading or like bandaging yourself up can take a lot longer. And those actions, once you've initialized them, they happen. And if, an enemy is moving and can complete an action in like whether or not they're melee attacking you or shooting you, that's going to happen in your, in the time that it takes for you to reload. So you have to make sure that you're safe too. So it's an interesting twist on a tactics game that I've not really experienced before in any other game where you're kind of making decisions based on if someone else is going to complete a task, like their turn before you can complete your turn. Yeah, that's definitely, I, I have things I like about this game and I have some qualms that I'll get into later, but that is my favorite thing just with how they chose to make this game. Because if you, if you watch a John Wick movie, it's very like time sensitive and you're a guy walks in and he shoots them and then whips around and shoots this other guy that walked in and then throwing something at somebody. And it's very, they tried to capture that kind of pace Mm -hmm. while still being kind of turn-based and yeah, I, I don't think I've seen this way of doing a semi-turn-based um, strategy game before where it's using the timeline and you have to strategize what actions you can complete in what time. And you can get yourself into a jam where you're like, oh, now I can't do anything. Like I kind of screwed it up and now this yes. guy is going to shoot me before I can do anything to prevent it. But if you th- if you think it out properly, you can do everything right. And I... At first, I was trying to conserve ammo. Right. I was trying to like melee everyone. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it w- it was fine, but it wasn't going that well. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh, no, there's guns everywhere. Because yeah. if you kill if you kill a guy with a gun, he drops that gun and you have only so many bullets in your gun. Um, so once your bullets are gone, like that gun's kind of useless aside from as a projectile that you can throw at somebody to kind of knock them out. Um, so I was like, oh, there's guns everywhere. Like there's tons of bullets to be had. And I realized that, oh no, I should be shooting more people. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, for some reason I was hung up on like just conserving my ammo. I think I play that I often with do. most games where I'm like, yeah, I need and then to I'm keep like, all the oh, ammo. No. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's only so much. And no, like I start shooting everybody unless you're like just right close to somebody. Um, but anyway, yeah, the, the timeline aspect was um my favorite choice of just how they went about adapting this for sure yeah i i was super precious about my uh my gun like the 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 gun that you get at the start of every level yeah. Yeah. imagine there's like i don't know what the exact number is but imagine that there's i don't know 42 levels and like they're split into i think it's six or seven different worlds at the start mm-hmm. of each world or different level i guess um you would get your gun back and I was just like, but I need to keep this gun because this is my it's gun. John, this is John Wick's gun. gun. Yeah, <laughs> this Honestly. is the good one. This is the good one. And this game is ballet. And like, I, I agree with you both that like the the central conceit or the very central mechanic of like 
movement and the like almost nonlinear like editing timeline like that you would get in audition or you would get in uh, Adobe Premiere like having that be up there with times was super cool innovative and the best part of this experience yeah definitely like it's interesting because it's an interesting adaptation from like a movie like Katie was saying like the movie is very much he's split second thinking and Mm -hmm. he's he's got to determine shoot here shoot here and you're pretty much put into the shoes of being John Wick but you have ample time to make those split second decisions and you're just trying to piece it all together right there was like I there was a review from Polygon that I really really liked and it pretty much like it said you know all those fight scenes in the John Wick movies are like choreographed scenes and essentially this game makes you the choreographer like you are determining how these moves kind of play out. And I thought that was like worded really well because I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm determining how he's going to move, where he's going to go, but I'm taking my time with it to make sure that everything is this smooth, full process so that he can effectively decimate an entire room full of people. Or you think right? it is in your mind, but really it's just you walking back and forth between yes. two spaces <laughs> while people shoot you. Yeah, yes. ducking up and down, ducking up and down. Yeah. <laughs> Which you see for yourself after you're like man that was so cool i tore through that level and it was like so clean and like just smooth and it was great and at the end of each uh level yeah like you said jacob there's like maybe seven levels per bigger uh per area. area yeah um and then at the end of each little level you can like replay you can watch a video of your run through that level and you're like the first time i thought this is going to be so cool mm-hmm. and amazing. i hit play i'm amazing and i hit play and i watched myself like stiltily uh walk and then turn and then like punch punch and it was then like turn like Benny Hill yeah, and the, yes, it was absolutely. <laughs> You're like yeah. running circles around a pillar, ducking, standing up, ducking, standing up, ducking, picking up again. Um, yeah, and I was like, oh, I, I, I thought that would look cooler. Yeah, and it didn't. I mean, but that's okay. It, like, it also, I find it to be the jankiest part of this game. Yeah, is like it was kind of fun to watch. It's hilarious. It so it's hilarious to looking. watch. Yeah, yeah, it's silly, and he like he's not walking in a straight line because everything on the mm-hmm. ground isn't a hex, so he's constantly zigzagging. Yeah, back and forth, and like, around like a yeah. drunken John Wick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like he's like, especially when you've like you've punched someone and then you punch someone again. And then you punch someone again. And it's just like there's no variety in the motion. So it can get really repetitive where I'm just like, this is ridiculous. And I desperately wanted to watch all of them because I think they're hilarious when I was watching them. But they were the cause of my crashes. Oh, no. Yeah. So I would. it happened at least three times where I got through a level. I do. I I decide to watch the replay. And and then you had to restart. Midway through the. And I have to restart because the level doesn't save until after you watch the replay. Or until so you hit continue. Because you exactly. don't have to watch the replay. But until right. you say, like, go to the next stage. Yeah. Yes. So I, could, I had to replay three different things three different times. And I was just like, this is so dumb. And I really want to watch these janky, like, videos of me trying to maneuver my way through a thing. And it's they're so funny. But I ended up just starting to skip it near the end because I, I, I didn't want to risk replaying any levels especially because there was quite a difficulty spike later on where i was like i'm not replaying any levels if i made it through sorry i'm not watching this replay anymore we'll get to the difficulty spike for sure yeah um you kind of touched on what is what my main issue with 
with this game is that I wish that it was just expanded a little bit in terms of even just how you look when you're striking somebody, when you're doing your punch punch, I wish there was some variety in the move because it's one move. Your takedown looks the same. There's like a takedown, a strike, a push, and a parry. And there's a parry, yeah. Yeah. And, they're and all it's the same the sound same. effect. It's very... It's yeah. Like, <laughs> and I like, really wish that never... had a little bit of variety. And then something else that I wish was in it is just a little bit more variety. I wish they had like sprinkled in some like items that you could pick up and throw or something. Right. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that would have just made it a lot more, not chaotic, but like it would have just added a lot more variety and added a lot more options. Right. Whereas I'm just yeah. kind of like using my sight lines, trying to shoot. If they get super close, I melee them. And I, for the most part, enjoyed it. But yeah, I just wish that it there was like a little bit more there that they had expanded upon. What I love, though, and I, I want to give the game like its flowers because it's like an A+. The core of the game is such an A+. Mm-hmm. I felt like John Wick in some of the levels and maybe before the difficulty spike where I was just like I got the core mechanics down of like yeah. when to use a strike versus a, a parry versus a takedown when to shoot versus throw your gun like some of the times I was making like split second decisions where I'm like I know where everyone's coming and I know to like take him down I know to, to strike and then maybe I need to walk away and regather my focus yeah. but then I'm going to shoot the person that's coming like truly felt like john wick you feel like a boss yeah, yeah. when you tear through yeah. a level and you're like i took out everyone they didn't stand a chance yeah it feels and, good. I, and i know there's a five second mode i think it's called expedited mode um oh God, no. but essentially it gives you five seconds to make your decisions and honestly in some of the levels i felt like i was making like split second like one second decisions so uh, that mode sounds fun maybe i'll play it someday i probably won't yeah <laughs> yeah i totally agree it's like once the gameplay clicks, there's just this sense of like, oh, I get this. Like, yep. the game gives you a lot of tutorial. It gives you like a help screen that goes through everything. But I did find it was difficult to grasp. Like, I felt like the concept of maneuvering the timeline and what you can do and what this action means and and all these things was hard to grasp. But once I clicked... Then it felt really, really, really rewarding. Mm-hmm. And even after the difficulty spike later on, once I completed a level, I was like, oh, I got this. Like, it was just, even though it was hard, it was like an appropriate challenge because it kind of happened close to the same time that things started to click, that like the difficulty jumped up. So like, it, it was scaled well enough, even though there was a bit of a jump, it, it it felt good. Like, this game just felt good. Even though it's got some weird jankiness, it, it just felt really good once you got it. Yeah, I agree. It's something that you have to play with. Yes. Before you get it. You're Tri- not just like, oh, I got this right away. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah, like I said earlier, like even just figuring out like, oh, no, I should be shooting more. Like mm-hmm. it took me forever to use like the the roll effectively. Like the yeah. crouch yeah. and roll. I barely use that forever because I was like, it takes time for me to crouch. Mm-hmm. My yeah. time is valuable. And then... <laughs> But then I realized, like, oh, no, then they hit me less and I am more accurate. If they're further away, crouching is a good option. Like, it t- it, it takes a bit. And then rolling is good, but, like, I still only use it sporadically. I could still it takes optimize focus. my rolling. It does. Yeah, you have to really think yeah. about it, for sure. I think managing focus, to me, was the thing that took the longest. So you have your health. You have your ammo for your gun. You have your health, uh, which you have 10 units, like, if you don't... Um, 
uh, there are some like power ups you can use between levels. So like the default is ten. I think you can get a little bit more. Um, and then there's focus and really managing your focus. I think is like the most important part. Where it's kind of like a stamina take up, bar. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. And uh, shooting your gun doesn't take away focus, but pretty much any other action will. Uh, so you just have to be careful of like you know doing a takedown, which is obviously the most effective move, where you do the cl- like classic John Wick like judo throw that takes out a lot of enemies, but it knocks your focus meter down, so you can't do it seven times in a row. Uh, but also you expose yourself to other enemies when you do that, and they may they may shoot you. All that to say is there are a lot of layers, even though this looks simple. Once you figure out timelines and what, when to use what moves, like really managing focus is something that I think is one of the last things that I really understood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Rolling takes focus too. So it takes yeah, two lot. bars off your focus. Yeah, so it's a lot. It, it, yeah, you might be out of focus and you might be out of health and you might be out of ammo and that's when you usually hit restart. Yeah. <laughs> just, throw, just throw your gun. Yeah, just throw your gun. gun. Another thing I like that I like that he at uh, they um with uh the first gun that you have, the John Wick gun, you can reload it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you reload it, you are losing the bullets that are still in the chamber, which is a thing that like, you know, video games have kind of ignored for now. It's like, no, no, you're adding bullets. You add mm-hmm. ten to your two and you have twelve. Like ignore the fact that you have to get rid of those to reload. Another thing, there is a bunch of different guns you can pick up. Mm-hmm. Some of them I was like, eh. Mostly the revolver. Because it oh, took I a little bit more to... Really? Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't hold that much ammo and it takes a little bit longer to shoot. Yeah, but it, does it takes more people damage. out hard. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, carbine. I saw a carbine. Yep. I was picking that thing up. Yeah. It's accurate. It takes people out. Love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And tell me even though like the machine guns were crazy and accurate, I just loved shooting like so many bullets across the screen at the same time. And I'm just like, and then they probably die on the fifth shot anyways. So I just kind of treated it as a like, okay, I'm not expecting to get a lot of like killing out of this. I'll get two people to die out of this whole machine gun, but like, sure. Why not? You know what I mean? Like I used it a lot to interrupt what they were going to do because even though I may not kill them, if they are going to shoot me, I, if I can't kill them before they shoot me, I might be able to like at least disrupt what they're doing by, you know, machine gunning them. And they might move out of the way and I don't kill them, but it gives me a chance to kind of reset and, you know, reposition myself if I have to. Yeah, because Uzi's terrible, fire off. though. Yeah, the Uzi's not great. <laughs> it had like 40% accuracy every time that I used it. And sure, it's going to shoot three or four bullets, but like how many of those are going to hit one? Right. But you're going to shoot like five bullets before they can shoot one. So if you yeah. hit them with one, that's a, and that's another thing that like your strategy had to change depending on which gun you were holding mm-hmm. and what was available to you. So I liked that. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's, it's thought out. The game is really thought out, which I appreciate very much. Mm-hmm. Jacob, you mentioned the expedited mode. Yeah. Which is a secondary mode that you can, like you said, you have five seconds to do your next action, which could I could it. understand. Travis, did you mess with that at all? Oh, no. There's no way. I'm so indecisive. There's no way I could do five <laughs> seconds before I have to decide to do I'd be just running right into the fire line of fire. There'd be no way I'd survive. I feel like this is like a PC only mode because I can't imagine doing it with a controller. And like you said, trying to like make him do what you want him to do. Yeah. Um I fired up expedited mode. I did better. Oh, wow. Just not thinking. 
So I guess, I don't know, my lizard huh. brain is smarter than my uh, thinking strategy yeah. brain, I guess. <laughs> I, I tore through that entire first world. I was like, ah, this is easy. And then, I mean, I ran into a wall like we did in uh, yeah. the normal mode. Yeah. Um, how was the difficulty spike? How bad? <laughs> for me, it was around like the boat one. Was that not it? Was it yeah. for you guys? Yeah. It was the boat level yeah. for me, mm-hmm. where I was just like, I played that level so many times. I did I just, just boat was... level like literally for three hours. Yeah, I didn't understand why, like what I was getting wrong. Like, I think I ended up getting through it because I cheesed an area where I was kind of standing like by a doorway and I just kept taking down people over and over <laughs> again as they would come towards me. And I was just in the shadow just enough. I had a massive mound of bodies in front of me because I just kept taking down people until I could get through whatever I needed to get through. It, yeah. I felt like I had to cheese a lot, but then it wasn't, in, it was shortly after that, that I started to, the game started to click, but that boat level was tough. Like really, really, really tough. I don't know what your strategy was, but for me, like, think that there's seven levels within every, like, large world or level, Um, but your health and your items stay consistent throughout, right? So, Mm -hmm. you get two bandages, and maybe you can, like, place bandages within the world, but really, if you really screw up your first level, it's almost worthwhile to just restart, because if you use a bandage, basically in the first three levels... You might as well restart because you're yeah. probably not going to make it through. I, I would hold on to the bandages as long as I possibly could because it'd be like if I'm going to sit here and, you know, have one health, then I just better be very slow about what I'm going to do next, I mm-hmm. guess, because there's no reason to if I used a bandage in that first level, I was like, no, nah, like there's no way. Yep. If I got hit one too many times, I was like, nope, restart. Like, yep. it was hard. And I yeah. feel like that was the problem for me in the boat level is I, I probably made it through the first you know, two or three levels a bunch, but I had to use a, at least one bandage to get there. So I'm like, I can't, I can't keep going because I'll never beat this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my stubbornness really uh, uh, came to play while playing this game <laughs> where I'm like, oh, I have, I have two bars left of health or three bars left of health. And I'm like, I can make it through this level with these two I'm not, I am not healing in this level, damn it. <laughs> it's not happening. And then I would die. Yeah, you know, six, seven, eight times, and I'm like, no, I'm not healing, <laughs> damn it! And then eventually, I would cave. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, this is really, really showing my stubbornness for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then the, the rest of the game is like pretty much that level. Like it, it, it stays that difficult. You do like a bank height, or like you have to escape from a bank for like in one, and it puts you in a lot of different scenarios later on. Like it's not like the maps. I did enjoy the fact that like graphically every map looked a little different. Like mm-hmm. there was more of a color in this one and every map felt a little different. It was interesting. Um, but I did feel like the difficulty kept getting higher and higher. But then I felt like it was really easy near the end. Like, I don't know if I just yeah. got better at the yeah. game. Yeah, I the felt last like uh, world. Yeah. There was like that hex maze thing near the end. And I was like, this mm-hmm. was a cakewalk. That was the end of the game. Like yeah. it was it was easy. I, I beat hex understand. on the first try. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't find it hard once I got to the end. Um, and I don't know if it's just maybe the game punished you enough early on that you got good enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't find the ending to be nearly as hard as the middle of the game. I don't know if you guys had a strategy for bosses. I, I mentioned like Hex really quickly, but I found that they definitely weren't the hardest part of the game either. Uh, really, you ha- there's a strategy of like 
usually you had to shoot them with a gun. Like, that's how yeah. you beat them. But if you kind of cleared the folks around them and just took them down a bunch, yeah. you could just stand right in front of them and shoot them with a gun. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Because um, you can't shoot them right. Basically, if their focus bar is full, you can't shoot them. It's like a 0% mm-hmm. chance you'll shoot them. So you have to melee them to some degree to bring their focus down. And then your shot percentage basically goes up. And yeah, I would just stand. If I cleared out everyone else, I would just stand next to whichever boss it was and go, take down. Yeah. Take down. Take down. And then I would go and then just pew pew and just shoot them over and over again. And then he died. Yeah, the boss were kind of um they're a little underwhelming which is okay because like yeah. overall i enjoyed the game like i wasn't like oh this boss was so anticlimactic like i didn't really care um because i enjoy the process of the game yeah right. um but yeah there was there they were they were fine they're there <laughs> yeah yeah they're a necessity to get to the next world exactly yes, pretty much <laughs> um and you mentioned travis like the the look of the world changing all the time. And generally mm-hmm. speaking, I liked how the aesthetics of the game. Yeah. It kind of, in between the cutscenes when they're kind of telling the story, um, it's like a comic book panels. Yeah. Kind of. And there's this voiceover and it's it looks really cool. And I liked the how each level looked. Like I liked the way that they played with sight lines and, and how it shadows in and shadows out. And I just and the colors are nice. Like I just I really like the the colors are fun. It's just like there's like this neoniness, and it's just like and like when you're in a bar area, like this is a bar, and you can kind of get the vibe of that. This is the boat. This is the bank, and it's just like the way that they use color to make like every level slightly different, even though it's it is very similar. It's like very blocky, polygonal looking. You know. You know, this is a table. It's also the the same thing of as a counter, as a chair. Like it all looks very samey. Yep. But by the interesting ways they use like the color to kind of just make it more interesting, it w- it was good. I liked it a lot because of that. Yeah, each world had like its own colors. Whether it was like a lot of greens in this level, or a lot of like mm-hmm. nice purples and reds. It yeah, color was cool. It was stylized nicely. Yeah. And it kind of ha- mm-hmm. it kind of hid some of the like you know probably. You know, it's not like the most beautiful game, but I think the stylistic choices help make it look better. So you don't have to worry about super, super high dev graphics and crap like that that I don't really care about. So This game had style. Exactly. There's style to it, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe a little janky, but it's stylish. The music was stylish, too. Yeah. The music I was great. I love the music so much. Yeah. Yeah. It had like a Western. Yeah. Kind of like a modern Western, like a Tokyo Western feel is mm. what I got. Yes. Very Mike Bithell had to bring his friends to do yes, music and Yes, he brought voiceover. a lot of friends. Yes, he brought Austin <laughs> Wintery, who did the music, because uh-huh. um, they have a podcast together, Play, Watch, Listen. Great podcast. Love it. Uh-huh. Who uh, else is on that yeah. podcast? Oh, uh, a, a certain someone that you might know, Jacob. His name <laughs> is Troy that? Baker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about Troy Baker, Jacob. He's pretty. He's pretty. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Should I go into the do? Death Stranding conversation again? Oh no! Oh, yeah, God. we, we yeah. covered we covered his prettiness in Death Stranding. Please, please review the Death Stranding <laughs> episode for more on Jacob's obsession with <laughs> Troy Baker. <laughs> it's not an obsession, okay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just likes him very, very much. Yeah, Lance Reddick's also a voice in this game. Yes, yes. Lance Reddick, Ian McShane, both take up their roles from the movie in the game. 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of an impressive get for I was I was like, Oh, look at you. Yeah. Mr. Bithel, you got some people to <laughs> yeah, come on board. Um and then uh not Keanu Reeves, unfortunately. He was a little busy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, and then Troy Baker plays the uh what, titular villain Hex. Hex. What's his name? Help me out. Hex. Hex. I think Hex? he's only referred is he referred to as anything else but Hex? I felt like it was his last name or his first name. I believe you. Because as honestly, we know, me and names, I, I don't remember names. Honestly, was, like the story kind of just, just like, the story kind of just glossed over a little for me. Yeah, kinda, the yeah. story is not, there's not much I'm like, okay, there. So Hex captures these two people that we got voice guest stars for. And then silent Keanu Reeves goes through the levels. But like, and like Hex just keeps throwing like all of these people at John Wick in hopes that John Wick can stop and like oh John Wick has killed every single enemy let me send my daughter and hopefully Which, she'll survive I'm like, and then and yeah, then he's like, mad that she died I'm like you yeah. well, you did it you sent your daughter to your death what like, you this think was, was going to happen yeah but you, you kidnapped these guys and then put your daughter in the line of fire and then you're going to be mad like I was just like Okay, sure. So, like, the, the story it was just kind of, like, washing over me a little, and I was like, okay, whatever. I don't care yeah. about the story all that much. Although, I, I did pull- enjoy the cutscenes that were yeah, telling yeah, the story, cool. even though I didn't care about the story. But I was like, yeah. oh, it's just, like, uh, Troy Baker's voice talking about, about yeah. power and, and how you need to show power and See, uh, what it's going to do to John Wick. Like, yeah. it, it, it sounded really good, even yeah, though I story. didn't care eh. what he was saying. I embodied Mo, and I was just like, "Story, <laughs> give me guns." <laughs> Mo's matured. He's yeah. He's more than just guns yes. now. Yes, he is. He's more than guns. Speaking of Mo, Mo, yes. what the plan was? Mo played this game. He's going to be on this podcast for life reasons. He couldn't make it. Schedules. But schedules. He sent in some questions for us. Yes. Okay. So I have three questions from Mo. Question number one. John Wick versus Agent 47 from the Hitman series. <laughs> who takes out who and how? Great oh question, Mo. I really like that. So how go who, first? who wins and how do they win? Or or even just strategies. What strategies do they take? Yes, Jacob, tell us. Agent 47 throws a screwdriver <laughs> at John Wick, the end. No, truly, honestly, I think it's Agent 47 because I think he would like set up a sniper rifle like far away and then figure out John Wick's routine and take him down. John Wick would be like, I'm going to do Kung Fu. And then he takes like a sniper bullet in the forehead and it's Uh over. Yeah, that's fair. Or he slips on a banana peel. This is hard because. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about if it's in the video game world. Okay. okay. Then it's yeah. Agent 47 because really, as John Wick in this game, what are you doing? Ducking, crouching, rolling? <laughs> yep. Agent 47 can actually pick up items <laughs> in the surrounding area to, to attack you with it. Fair. Like Katie said, John Wick can only throw other guns. So <laughs> <laughs> there's. So I think he's at a disadvantage if mm-hmm. we're talking about janky John Wick, who can also only walk in zigzag patterns. <laughs> so... <laughs> So let's let's give it to Agent Forty Seven. I I think you're both right. <laughs> um, I like the idea of John Wick winning just because I like I like Keanu Reeves better. Mm-hmm. But in the video game, yes, yes, uh, Agent Forty Seven wins. Number two, you did you answer, or did you just agree with us? Uh, I pretty much agree with you. 
Um, okay. Let's say I'll say that uh, Agent Forty Seven wins by. Hmm. I mean, John Wick has to eat eventually, right? <laughs> like good. he eats. <laughs> Very good. Agent Forty Seven likes loves a poison. Maybe mm-hmm. like a like a like a like a matcha tea. He poisons like a matcha tea when uh, when John Wick's trying to relax at the end of the day. That's how he it goes happens. to the Continental, poisons the coin yes! that he uses at the Continental, and it's the end. Never Done. saw it coming. Nope. That's what happens. Ricin, baby. <laughs> All right. Question number two. What future video game would you prefer to get if you could have one of the two? Either Hotline Miami, John Wick Edition. John Wick Edition. I can't say that. Where you play as John Wick in Hotline Miami or Hitman, Baba Yaga Edition. John Wick's <laughs> nickname. Where you play as John Wick within the Hitman franchise. If you could have one or the other, which would you rather? I think I would do the the Baba Yaga one because like Hotline Miami is kind of, there's this samey vibe here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like there's like a neon top down, like it's not as, you know, methodical, but it's there is like, for sure. it's, yeah. a, it's a fast pace, but there is still a bit of a strategy to like how you're maneuvering through these mm-hmm. rooms. So we already kind of got that in this game already. So to give me a more traditional licensed type game with, you know, a John Wick agent for like, or like a hitman kind of style thing. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. Hotline Miami has like this drug fueled layer to it that I think like just doesn't fit John Wick. So once, um, IO interactive is done making a bond game, I bet want them to make a, yeah, they're making a bond game next. I want them to make a John Wick game afterwards. Done. That would be fantastic. That's like Uh the perfect trifecta of murdery games. Uh-huh. <laughs> My God. Would love that. Um, yeah. Honestly, no, I agree. Hotline Hotline Miami is Hotline Miami. It has its own very specific vibe that I don't need John Wick in. Um Hitman with John Wick, where you're doing more John Wicky things, um, would be pretty cool. I'm on board. Final question. Question number three. So this is more a little bit more serious, a little bit more about the game. So he felt, for a John Wick game, I didn't feel the chaos, adrenaline, and absurdity, which are are so synonymous with the movie. So, who is this game for? How do we feel about this statement? I want to argue with Text Mo. Can I argue with Text Mo? (laughs) Absolutely. I think when he talks about the chaos... He's talking about the chaos of being a viewer of a John Wick film or being an enemy of John Wick or watching what John Wick is doing. I think just, we yeah, are, like the pace of a John yeah. Wick movie, yeah. But in in my mind, we are living the John Wick experience, which is literally I see every chess maneuver that's happening and I know exactly when my enemies are going to do what and you feel almost like calm as you're being John Wick. So like that's my that's my take on it. Who is this game for? This game's for like anyone, any strategy fan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I answered this question. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you imagine Cop John Wick feeling calm and he's yeah. not like, oh my God, this is happening. Like he's not panicked by what's happening. He's just Never like panicked. seeing it very mm-hmm. quickly. Like he's just snap reacting to everything. So he's yeah. max pain bullet time the whole time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Travis. I see where Mo's coming from though, because. Mm-hmm. If I were to think, oh, I love the John Wick movies, right? 
And then I play this, like this game is not a game that I would have assumed would have been geared toward a John Wick fan of those movies right and like we talked about this at the beginning it's a surprising choice for choosing to take some sort of franchise or or movie or something and adapting it into this type of game is different and interesting I like that personally but I could see where someone who's a big John Wick fan goes to this game is like this is not the type of game because it's not the same type of vibe that like you're getting from watching one of those movies right I can see why he why why Mo's saying this because while, yeah, it totally makes sense you're getting into the mindset of John Wick, when you are a viewer and then you go to play the game, like, you're not really getting into the mindset of John Wick in those movies too, too much. Like, you're kind of watching him do the action, right? And instead, really the most that you get is those replays at the end of the level that might even be somewhat similar, but that's not the same kind of vibe either, right? So I see where he's coming from. I still think I like the choice that they made with this game. I like how they decided to adapt it because it's interesting and it's different and yep. you don't see this that much, but I totally get where he's coming from because it, yeah. When I look at this, I would have been like, this is like, when, I think when Katie suggests like, do you want to play John Wick Hex? I'm like, that doesn't honestly sound like up my alley until I knew what it was mm-hmm. because my predisposed like idea of what a John Wick game would be is definitely not this, mm-hmm. right? Like at least just in terms of general knowledge of like John Wick. Right. So I I see both sides of it, but I still like the way this game turned out. When I think of John Wick, like I think of games like Max Payne 1 and 2. Yes, exactly. Like John Woo's Stranglehold, if you remember that one. Like those are the games, even like Jet Li's Rise to Honor on PS2. Like that is more the the subgenre that I think that this game would normally fit in. But like you, Travis, I I love the direction and love the game design in this thing. And. Like, say that about all Bithel games. Like, I think The Solitaire Conspiracy was, like, one of my favorite games from, like, two years ago when that came out. So, like, that man gets his flowers for almost everything he does. Uh, but this game is just, it's it's great. I feel like there are different segments of John Wick fans. I feel like there is there is the group of John Wick fans that lean more towards just action for action and would be like oh you know fall more in like the fast and the furious camp and Mm -hmm. like the i want to see silly action for action's sake and i feel like there's a segment of john wick fans that are like no i like like a slightly more um thoughtful action movie and it's probably for them more so than like said than like the fast and the furious type who are like no i want to go i want to go shoot make shoot and i want to be fast and i want to run around and just shoot things as fast as i can um, not that they do that in Fast and Furious, but you know, the vibe, yeah, yeah, the yeah. vibe shoot. is what I mean, the shooting McShoots. So yeah, I think it's for them. I do understand his thing of like, there isn't enough chaos, um, which is kind of like what I said earlier. Like I would like more thing, more variety in what you can do. If I could pick random things up and throw things at people or pick up like a, I don't know, like a, it's cliched, but like a pool's cue stick and like whap people around and that's my melee weapon for a little bit until I throw it at somebody and now my melee weapon's gone. Like if you could human shield people, like that would be, that would be awesome. Right. Like there's options. I wish that it was just a little bit more developed and then I would really champion this game. I really like it and I like, I enjoyed my time and like we've said, I like the 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 path that we took in adapting a John Wick movie mm-hmm. into a game. 
and it's creative, which I always appreciate that. Just take the path less traveled and I it will be more interesting than the thing that we've seen a million times. Mm-hmm. So I get what he's saying, but I like it. And I, I, this game is for me. I like strategy games. I like thoughtful strategy games that I have to piece together and puzzle out what I'm going to do and try and figure out the best way to do it. So I don't know. It's for me, I guess. <laughs> I'm usually very much like team make new things. Yes. But I think recently this is the game where I'm like, oh, I want a sequel to John Wick Hex. Oh my because, God, so yeah. much. Yes. I just think it be doubles the like the main core mechanics of like, yes. we've set a few of them here, human shield or uh, like pick up item off the ground. Like If you're like stuff- hidden behind a bar and you grab a glass and you yep. whip that glass, like uh-huh. that yes, just logically makes sense. Behind you would do something. that. Yes. Yeah. Use your you crouch and that. then be able to do things around the crouch as opposed to just either shoot or roll or stand up um yeah just like more options would Mm kind of add imagine if you could like climb like if there was verticality within within levels and you could just like grab a ledge like but it takes a lot of time but it's like oh you can climb up to that next level but like you're gonna be dangling there for a little bit and people can shoot Mm -hmm. you yeah even like a slide across to counter kind of thing like you know to get from one side to a counter to another like sliding across a counter like you know like parkouring a little bit more like having more motion yeah. Right? I think it would just be more interesting. Even like that move where like you roll over their back to like get to the other side of them. Yeah. Like that's the stuff I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. So like, yeah, the core gameplay, love the concept. Mm-hmm. I just, I want more, but. Again, A little rougher really on the like edges. It. Yeah. Any other final impressions? Any other things that we want to say? I think that was every like I think I, we kind of wrapped it up with the most last question was a good way to like give us our our final thoughts I think. Mhm. Oh, the boy did good. <laughs> I will finish off with uh just some reviews from the press. Um we've got one from Dual Shockers. They scored it an 85 out of 100. They said John Wick Hex is a nice, fun and stylistic bite-sized adventure that's absolutely worth your time. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. IGN, uh, 6.8 out of 10. They said John Wick Hex is a simple, smart tactics game, but its distracting lack of polish often thwarts its attempts to distill the fast action of the movies into deliberate gameplay. And finally, Destructoid gives it an 8 out of 10. They said it's not a perfect game, but John Wick Hex still lives up to its premise and creates a new blueprint for how to adapt a film properly. Hopefully it does well enough for a sequel because I'm dying to step back into the shoes of John Wick. I feel like these three reviews sum up our thoughts. Yeah. Pretty well. Very well. We're going to wrap up. Travis, where can the good people find you? I am on Twitter uh, at Travis Colnett. It's pretty much the only place I am. (laughs) Do, Do you have another podcast? Oh, oh yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> I thought I thought you might have had another podcast. Maybe. Um, I am on Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast with these two lovely folks here with me today. Um, it's a <laughs> who it's us? A, who you? Um, it's a, a fun podcast where we kind of review video game movies and TV adaptations. Um, I mean, they're not all great, but some of them are fine. And uh, hey. we have a good time doing it. So, yeah, check it out. We do it seasonally. So uh, I'm not sure when we're going to get around to the next season, but hopefully sometime soon. Okay, very good. And you can find all things Left Behind Game Club at leftbehindgame.club. We are on Twitter 
at at left behind club on instagram at at left behind game club and you can join our discord which is what jacob is it where all the cool people are it's where all the cool folks are. We're talking about games, video game deals, uh, visual novels. So if that's your thing, uh, leftbehindgame.club slash discord. Uh, jump on in. Let's have a combo. Let's have a convo. Who am I? <laughs> that's the narkiest thing I've ever heard. Hey, kids. Yeah. Let's have a hey, convo. Kids. Do you like <laughs> visual novels? <laughs> I like visual De- novels, too. I'm definitely a high schooler. I Absolutely. hear the kids like anime. Tell me more about anime. <laughs> If you enjoyed this show for somehow, uh, please do us two favors. You can send it to a friend. That's how people find podcasts. They get their friends. They recommend them things. They then listen to it and then they enjoy it. So send it to a friend and please give us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Just a five. Nothing if less, If you're thinking please. about four, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Fives. Fives across the board. Fives only, uh, please. Yes. Jacob. Where can the fine folks find you? Uh, you can find me at Jacob McCourt on all major social media platforms. J-A-C-O-B-M-C-C-O-U-R-T. Um, Twitter and TikTok. Uh, t- Twitter is my stream of consciousness. TikTok is where I've been putting daily uh, gaming content. So if you like this podcast, I think you'll like my TikTok. And then by now, I will have done my first panel at PAX. Uh, so that will be available for you to watch on Twitch. Um, I'll, I will have shared details on Twitter. So if you're interested in video game trivia, uh, find me on Twitter. Again, Jacob McCourt. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm so excited for that PAX panel. I'm already yeah. proud of you. It's going to be great. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> um, I am on Twitter. I am at Lesperak, L-E-S-P-E-R-A-K. I ramble about things I like for the most part. Uh, right now, mainly Monkey Island. It's coming. I'm excited. Let's go. <laughs> That's about it. I'm on Twitter. That That's the only place. Shout out Mike Ruffalo. And that, my friends, is one less game left behind. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending... Focus face. Never-ending attempt is difficult. Yes, it's a tongue twister. It is. Little, 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 little.